Hi guys, Esther Kesmira here and welcome, welcome to another one of my episodes. I have been, wow, it's it's been amazing guys, it's been amazing. I'm still exercising every day and it's, I'm, I'm addicted. I can't believe I used not to do this before, but then again, that's what I learned, you know. What you feel is uncomfortable becomes comfortable. So I can't see a morning without a workout. It's impossible because of the energy it gives me, because of the the endorphins. They just shoot to my head and I feel so alive and I feel so ready for the day. And it's something I hugely recommend because when I was setting my goals, and trust me, I've, I'd never set goals before. I really hadn't in all the years I've been alive. I've never set a goal. But I decided to set a health goal. I was like, I'm just going to have an apple a day. It's not going to kill me, you know. I'm going to start to change because I believe direction is so important. You know, the minute you change, you can be on the wrong direction. But the minute you change and turn around, you're in the right direction. So I was thinking, do you know what? I feel so unhealthy. I feel so lethargic. I feel so tired. I feel so stressed. They all go together. So I was just feeling so down. There was no confidence at all. And <clears throat> then the pandemic comes up, the, the pandemic. And when the pandemic comes up, it makes me even feel worse, you know. And I'm feeling like, God, man, um, what is happening? You know, there's nothing as bad as a pandemic coming up when you're feeling down. Because you're able to beat yourself up completely. So... One of the reasons why I have this podcast, why I have this, these episodes is because I am the one who should be having them. Trust me. <clears throat> I, I really doubted myself. I really, you know, I, I'm, I am the best person at beating myself up. I'm the best person at self-doubt. I will doubt everything. Coming to this country from Africa, you know, um, taking your CV out, applying for jobs and people can't even pronounce the colleges you went to, you know, being in a waiting room in, 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 in all these big companies and seeing the candidates they're interviewing and they're in suits and they're, you know, they're so smart and you, you just feel so intimidated. So I didn't have any confidence in myself at all. It took time. It really did. But all those challenges I faced brought me to this point. And I'm so proud of myself because I saw them as challenges then, but they turned out to be <clears throat> the best opportunity, the, the best thing that could have happened to me. Sorry, guys, I have a cold, but I don't care. <laughs> I, it was the best thing, seriously, like the best thing that could have happened to me. And that's why I was like, do you know what? I'm just going to tell my story. I don't care how I sound. I don't care what my accent is like. I don't care whether I don't know big words. I'm still going to have this podcast and put my life out there because it it was revolutionary. So why do I do this? And <clears throat> it's, I tell you what, like my journey has been so long and I'm just trying to get all these episodes organized because I think you guys are confused. You know, one minute I'm talking about something else, the other minute I'm talking about something else, but it's all excitement. It's all how I feel on the day, you know, and, you know, I just feel like, let me just say what I feel. Let me just say what I think because I feel like it prompts me forward. It it uh, it gives me the energy. So how did all this begin? You know, I've said it on so many episodes, but I might as well start from the beginning now because I'm dying to. <clears throat> so where did it all begin? Came to this country a few years ago and I loved it. You know, I really loved it. 
but it was intimidating. I don't know if you've ever been to Africa, but when you come to Africa, trust me, there are no motorways. So when I came here, I remember they picked me up from the airport. First of all, I was seeing the shops at the airport and I was telling these guys, wow, these are amazing shops. And they looked at me and they were like, these are not shops. These are, these are just like stores for people to buy stuff that are leaving the country. When you come to the city, we'll take you and show you proper like malls, you know. So that in itself was a shocker. Sit in the car, they take me and I'm seeing these motorways. Trust me, I'd never seen anything like that. They're like, <coughs> they're like four cars going the same direction in, the, in different lanes. I was like, what? And they're going at top speed. It was amazing. And you know, I still feel that when I'm driving on the motorway. It's like, I still remember that day. I was looking around and I was thinking, how did this happen? You know? And when I look back now, I think I, I, I use that in my day-to-day life. Because so many times I'm doing something and I think that is the top of it this is me this is it but then i know there's something bigger because when i lived in uganda i thought the city was it you know i thought that was the thing but guess what i come here and everything is a hundred times bigger than i ever imagined and that was before i went to america that's a different story and so i use that every day whenever i'm doing something i i look back and say there's something bigger there's something I could be doing that's even bigger. It's out there, and I know it's out there. So that experience in itself, it taught me a lot, you know. It taught me that, hey, you don't know it all, that's one. Two, you haven't seen anything. This world is huge. There are places you haven't been, you know. And that opportunity, I tell you, it, it was so amazing. So, so, so amazing. But when I come here... I'm thinking, so what should I do? You know, I, I, I used to picture myself walking on Wall Street, you know, wearing this suit and wearing this nice chinchilla heavy coat that's so warm. And I'm this executive, but I don't even know what I was doing, you know. So I used to picture myself successful. You know, I used to just picture myself walking on the street, getting a phone call, talking to my friends. You know, I'm maybe on my lunch break. I'm going for a power meeting, you know. So I used to visualize myself really successful. I didn't know what I was doing, you know, to get there. But I knew I would get there, you know. So when I came to London and I, I went to the West End and I was seeing all these offices. I pictured myself there. I was like, wow, this is it, you know. But then the reality hit me when I had to sit down and put my CV together. And that's when you really feel like, <clears throat> oh my gosh. So I put my CV together, put down all my schools. Even when I was writing the schools, I was feeling like, ah, oh, these guys, they'll be thinking, where am I coming from? You know, everything is foreign, foreign. And I put everything down and I send my CV and I send my CV and I send my CV. I tell you, I should, I think I spent like eight months sending my CV with no response. The only responses I would get would be a random phone call, maybe like two weeks later with somebody saying, uh, is this Esther, uh, your surname is uh, Kaizimi something? I'm like, yes, Kiesimira. And it's like, so you, you've lived where? I'm like, I lived in Uganda, right? That's in Africa, yeah. And you went to which school? And they can't even pronounce the name of the school. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh. 
so should I just go back to familiar ground? Because in Uganda, I'd get a job, you know. I'd finished uni, I'd have got a job. But I was thinking, I loved the city, though. I loved the life, but I just didn't know how I was going to crack it. I just didn't know how I was going to get into it. And so, <clears throat> that's when I met someone who was Ugandan as well. And we went out on a few dates and he was really lovely and he was studying accountancy. So that's how I got into accountancy because I was seeing how much money he was earning. And I was like, how did you even get that job? Because I was working in the city. So he was kind of living my dream. I'd watch him like go and meet him in the city and he's wearing a suit and he's, you know, and I'm thinking, wow, how did you get here? And he was like, I did accountancy. And that's when I was like, I should do that. That's what will get me there. And so I signed up for the course and everything. And when I signed up for the course, I didn't realize how much it cost. <laughs> oh my God. And they were like, each, each paper that you sign up for, you need to sit like 14 papers to get to where you want to be. And I was like, that's not a problem. And they were like, each paper is like a thousand pounds. I was like, excuse me. I was not even earning a thousand pounds a month, let alone do a paper for a thousand pounds. So I was like, so what should I do? You know? So I decided to buy the book. I was like, I'll buy the book and read by myself and then do the exam. Because the exam was not that expensive. And when I got the book, I, I just didn't understand anything. Anything. So I was like, let me save money. And then maybe two, three months from now, I can afford the course. So I saved some money, didn't really do anything for three months. I would just go straight home, budget everything, till I got a thousand pounds. I was so excited. I paid the money. I was like, now I'm going to go to class. Now they're going to teach me. Now I'm doing something for myself. And I remember that first day. I went with my book because I'd bought my book. I went with my book, sat in class, and oh my God that the stuff was even more foreign than the stuff I was reading. The guy was talking at a million miles per minute. I didn't get anything. And in my mind, I was thinking, oh, my money is gone. <laughs> How do I get a refund? You know, I was panicking because I didn't understand anything. I was thinking, this course is not for me. I don't think I'm going to understand this at all. I went into panic mode. So the following day I went to work, I was so depressed. Everyone was asking me, because I told everyone about how I had this dream of being this massive accountant. And everybody's asking me, so how did the session go? And I'm like, oh, please don't ask me because I don't even, I, I need my money back, you know? I really do, because I need to do something else. So I rang them, they said, no, you're not going to get your money back. And so I had to keep going for the classes. And so I was thinking to myself, so what do I do? And something occurred to me and said, you know, what, Esther, you have everything, you know, you have the book that you bought, that you move around with, that everybody sees. And you've paid for the course. You've been dying to do this course, but now you've paid for it. So how can you not go? You know, so it's amazing what what can happen when you focus on the right thing, I should say, because I was like, yes, I didn't understand the first lesson. But let me go back. And if I didn't understand the lesson, why don't I just read the book? And that's how my journey started. I started to read the book. And I went for the next lesson. Actually, I didn't go for the next lesson because I was still all over the place. I went for the third lesson. 
And when I went for the third lesson, things started to stick. And I started to say to myself, listen, this tutor is here for me. If I don't understand anything, I can bug him as much as I want. <laughs> you know? Because I really need to understand this. I spent a thousand pounds. I'm not just going to throw it away. So I was all over it. You know, my, my, my thinking completely changed. I was thinking, do you know what? I have to understand this stuff because I've paid so much money for it. I'm not getting my money back. So not getting my money back on that day was the worst news I had had. It turned out to be the best news. Because had they given me my money back, I would have walked away from it. And I would not have been a tax accountant today. So these things happen to us. And <clears throat> in the moment, we feel like the world has come to an end. Because I could have given anything for that money. I'd saved it. It's all I had, you know. And then it was down the drain. And it was this stuff I couldn't understand. It was like French. I, I tell you, I didn't even understand one word the guy said. But it was just my mindset. Once I opened up my mind, changed my attitude tried to get value for my money because I was not going to get it back. Things changed for me. Things changed and I can tell you to fast forward, I never failed even one exam. I did all the 14 first time passing, yet I was working full time. Reason being, whenever I would pay my money, that pain of nearly losing a grand would come back to me. And I'm thinking, you could be using this money to go on holiday. You could be using this money to do shopping, to buy those Jimmy Choo's. But the fact that you're paying for it to study, you need to pass this exam. And because of that, I used to like blank my friends. I was like, I am not going out this weekend. I am going to sit down, wake up at six on Saturday and read this stuff. And that's why I believe when you set a goal, when you want to achieve something, reasons, they speak louder than anything. I'm telling you. Just the fact that I had like so many times I'd be in bed and I can't wake up on a Saturday because I used to go and like completely work out on Friday night just to one, avoid calls of all my friends who are in the pubs, but two, to really work my body so I can have a good sleep because I needed to wake up on Saturday switched on because this stuff was not easy. I can tell you <laughs> like especially when I was doing the tax paper, I remember the chills down my spine when I was walking into the tax lesson for the first time, I was thinking, oh my gosh, I'm never going to understand this stuff, you know? But because of that, I've, I felt like I had to double and triple my effort. And it helped. It really did. But the reason I had was so powerful, you know? It was so powerful. So I think about it and say, supposing the course was free, <clears throat> would I have worked as hard, you know? So sometimes these challenges, you know, dressed in any way they come, they really help. I tell you what, they really help because they they put you in a they put you on a different wavelength. They really do because you feel like because I'm spending this money, I have to deliver, you know? And now I bring it into my business. So when I have a client and the client is paying me well, I have to deliver because I set the price, you know? But when you set the price and then the client commits, trust me, you can't even slip a wink because you're thinking, I have to deliver this and I have to deliver this well. You know, I can't afford to go off and do my own thing or I can't afford to 
gives mediocre work, which is something, oh, I tell you, I, I can't even explain it. But you set the bar and you do anything to get there. So what did I learn from that past? You know, there's so many things that happened after that, trust me. But like, I just wanted to share a bit of it because what I learned from it was sometimes we can set goals or think about things because everything starts from an idea. Everything, you know, everything starts from an idea. But we can set these goals, but it does not matter if we don't know how we're going to achieve them. Because that's what I used to obsess about. When I would think of something, i say, oh, but how? How am I going to do this? You know? And then I would abandon it. Because I'm thinking, no, it's not possible. I have to do But now, when I think of something, like when I'm writing down my goals, I write my ideal life. The guy I want to marry. The number of kids I want to have. The number of holidays I want to go for. The things I want to do. Do I want to star in a movie? I'll write it. Why not? That's the only time you can let your mind go crazy. And you write all these things that you wish were happening to you with nobody judging you. Because you're writing it on a paper. You're not going to share it with anyone. You're just writing it on a paper and thinking, five years from now, supposing I starred in a movie starring opposite Denzel Washington. You know, I write all those things. And I don't care how I'm going to achieve them. Because I know I will. Because what do I do? I write a strong enough reason behind all of them and then let my subconscious go to work because my subconscious will go into overdrive. And especially when you think of that person that you want to marry, that you love so much or that you haven't got together with, but you know them and you want them or the kids you want to have, you know, and the life you, you, you believe you should live or the job that you feel you should be doing that's fulfilling, that will put a smile on your face every morning. All these things, write them down. How does, is, not, is none of your business. Trust me. How is none of your business? Write them down. Write down a timeline of when you feel you can achieve them. And the reason. The reasons are huge. The reasons are huge. For example, why would I want to marry a guy like that. I would want to marry a guy like that because he's going to make me so happy. I know he's kind. He's good looking. My kids will look really good. <laughs> they will get beauty and handsomeness from two different places. You know? So write all that stuff down. It sounds silly, but just write it. Because it works for you. It gets you. You know? Because the most important thing in life is what gets you. What is that thing that keeps you awake at night? What's that thing that excites you? Do you want to go skydiving? You know? Do you want to go bungee jumping? Those are, those are things that people don't think about. I do. And I'm thinking, yeah, I want to go bungee jumping or skydiving. And when should I go? I have no clue how I'm going to achieve it. Trust me. But I'll write it down. And I'll put a timeline on it. And then I'll put a reason on it. It's going to make me feel alive. You know? I like to do things that scare me. And it's a once-in-a-lifetime thing. I'm going to be up in the air, you know? Like, and take a picture of myself. I even picture myself in that picture, you know? Up in the air with the world below me. And, 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 and I'm just feeling... I don't even know how they feel when they do it. A friend of mine did it, actually. I'll ask her. But 
that's the life we should be living, guys. We should be thriving. And thriving is a choice. I can tell you now, thriving is a choice. I used not to know that till I realized it. I was like, do you know what? I have to design my own life and live it the way I want to live it. Because if I don't do that, I'm going to settle for mediocre. I'm going to settle for what's in front of me. I'm going to settle for what I have been conditioned or the way I have been conditioned to live. And in Africa, trust me, you are conditioned. Yeah? Like you're a kid, you are seen, not heard. So your ideas don't matter. It's, it's the adults who tell you what to do. They tell you what to study. They tell you where to go. You know, you don't ask why. So you come conditioned like that. You come to these countries, you get excited, you know, because all of a sudden your opinion matters, you know. So I've seen both sides and that's why I appreciate the life that I have and I appreciate the life that I give my son. So today I was going to talk about something else and I've ended up talking about something else, you know. I was going to talk about self-sabotage because it's one of the biggest, biggest things that I have been closely monitoring you know, I'm, I'm that kind of person who sits down and looks at my life and says, why are these things happening the way they are? And then I'll try and identify why. I'm obsessed with that. And self-sabotage is one of my things that I have managed to look at and see and feel and know and identify and then try and work on it to see how I can flip it over, you know, to see that self-discipline. How do I get from self-sabotage to self-discipline? You know, because <clears throat> are you a victim or a victor? You have to make the choice. And these things help us make the choice. Once you identify something, it's powerful. That's one thing I realized with my life. It's powerful. Before I used not to question why I think the way I think. Until I had these huge challenges, which I'll tell you about in my next episodes. That changed my life, you know. That changed my life. So... What am I saying? What I'm saying is, I'm so glad to have you on here. I'm so glad for you guys to listen. And I just, want the, I just want to share so much about the way we operate. Because I feel so strongly that an idea, one idea can change your life. But we have to get to that idea. And how do we get to that idea? Being in the right mindset. How do we get the right mindset? So that's how I work backwards, you know. Because I used not to be like this. I used not to be high energy. I used not to be this positive person. Because I thought that was just being naive. You know? I, I, I thought if I overwhelm myself with my problems, they'll go away. I didn't realize actually overwhelming myself with my problems gives me more problems. I actually am j- just driving towards it. And so to come from that kind of mindset to now that kind of cynical thinking, judgmental thinking to now, it was huge. And that's why I want to share it with you guys, show you my journey. I'm still on that journey, but I just want to share it because I was the biggest self-doubter I knew, you know. So when I've achieved what I've achieved, just because of my mindset, it's the most important thing. It comes before anything. So I'm so glad to have you in here. I'm going to be sharing loads, loads of stuff and have an amazing day. I'll be speaking to you soon.